Hello, and welcome to the inaugural episode of Between the Culture, a show dedicated to the enthusiasts, hobbyists, and niche groups hidden throughout campus. I'm your host, Allie Brady, and on this show, I hope to shed light on the wide spectrum of individuals creating their own subcultures within UW's broader culture. All right, four zombies inside. I got her! Each quarter, students wearing orange bandanas can be seen running throughout UW's campus, engaged in a more modern version of cat and mouse. The game is called Humans vs. Zombies. And in today's episode, we'll be looking to how the game works and following some of the players. The game takes place every second or third week of the quarter. It's essentially a giant game of tag. The game is active from 6 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. When they're outside, players in the human role wear the bandanas on their arms, and those who are zombies, on their heads. Zombies want to tag as many humans as possible, because humans that are tagged must move their bandana to their heads and join the zombies. They can hide from zombies in buildings, which are no play areas, or they can throw socks, which will stun the zombie temporarily. The game is made up of overseers, officers, and players. Overseers communicate with school administration, while officers are the eyes and ears of the game. They let overseers know how the game is progressing, as well as brainstorm ideas for competitions. One such officer is human-turned-zombie, Julia. On a chilly and windy Tuesday, I followed Julia around campus. She waited, lurking, and hiding behind buildings and trees hunting for humans. There's always a large flow of people coming from the Red Square as well as coming from the Drumheiler, but this is also where a lot of the classrooms are. So unlike Drumheiler, which you can avoid, it's a little harder to avoid at all of the entrances of Mary Gates. So out here you can usually get people on their way to class. People also tend to assume that this path right here is a bit safer because it's not, technically speaking, a main path. Right now, it appears empty, but yesterday I saw two players at once in here, which is pretty impressive considering the amount we have. Um, there's about a minute left in passing period, which means that the players out and about right now are either going to class in, because they have a 10-minute gap, or they're waiting for a passing period to end so they can try to dodge the zombies, which means that the best place to be is somewhere that players are going to be trying to sneak out of late. Hunting is a lot of um, making guesses and then very occasionally getting lucky, like now, I think. Is that a bandana or is that a strange Julia chased the human through Red Square and down past the architecture building, but luckily for him, he got away. I'm betting... He either went back to West Campus, or maybe continued to Red Square. So I think he's probably gotten away. He was very fast and willing to take risks. He slipped several times on Red Square. A loss isn't anything new. She's been playing for a while. Hi, um, 
My name's Julia. I've been playing Humans vs. Zombies since my very first quarter at UW, which would be um, six quarters ago, including this one. I originally heard about the game through Facebook before I came to UW, and then once I got here, basically the first thing I did was sign up. For Julia, playing Humans vs. Zombies tag changes the way she sees campus. When you're just walking around going to class, it's what route do I take to class, and that's about all you think about. Whereas when I'm playing Humans vs. Zombies, I take note of where the bushes are, the sneaky, the dark corridors, the basically all of the places that you don't notice but suddenly realize are perfect hidey holes. But playing the zombie isn't Julia's usual role. I typically prefer playing as a human, so unlike most of the other officers, I was planning on being super stealthy, surviving as long as possible, and then I got a little cocky and left my dorm on Monday morning using a normal route rather than taking the Burt Gilman, for example. Um, walking up the street, I had my hands in my pockets, socks in my hands, but in my pockets. And I see this lady walking towards me. She's older, looks probably like a professor, has a shawl over her head, and I'm like, huh, this person looks a lot like she's trying to disguise herself. That's kind of suspicious. I hope she's not an original zombie. So I continue walking towards her because I actually have never encountered an original zombie and I've sort of stopped being paranoid about them. And then she lunges across the street towards me, I fling off a sock, it misses, and then my other hand gets stuck in my pocket, and I am now a zombie. The role you play changes the nature of the game. The experience is really different for zombies and humans. As a human, everything you do is filled with paranoia. Like, um, when I first played, walking to class, I would take the most possible, the most um, obscure routes possible, like taking the Burt Gilman. I would peer around every single doorway before going outside. I'd step, I'd hold onto doors before leaving any buildings because as long as you're touching a door, you're technically inside. And I would just do everything in an absurdly paranoid manner. Um, it was a really good time. Being a human in the game is entirely different. As Julia said, it's a week filled with paranoia. The guy that you just heard yelling, behind, behind, is a player named Alex. Alex is familiar with that feeling. My name is Alex Honeycutt, and I'm a human in Humans vs. Zombies tag. I'm a freshman here at the University of Washington. I have been playing for three quarters now, uh, fall, uh, winter, and now spring quarter. It's kind of stressful because you're always looking over your back. You don't know when a zombie could appear on you, you definitely have to fix your brain into thinking, okay, I'm looking for anybody with an orange bandana around their head. If you see that, get ready to run or get ready to throw a sock at them. But Alex says there are strategies to staying alive. Avoid Red Square, because uh, that's where you can get ambushed most easily. Avoid like narrow corridors. Uh, take as many back routes as you can, because usually there won't be any zombies there. If you do see a human, try and walk with them because then you have double protection. If you do see a zombie, um, usually I'll try and either, I'll, yeah, I'll try and hide. And as soon as they'll pass, I'll go behind them, tag them. That way another human doesn't have to worry about them stalking them. Strategy keeps you going. For Alex, being quick on his feet just got him out of a tight situation during the game. Yesterday, I was walking back from class 
I was totally off guard. And all of a sudden, I see a zombie behind me, and he's walking toward me. And I see another zombie in front of me, and she's walking toward me. So I'm thinking, oh, no, I'm sandwiched, and I'm in trouble. Um, so I hide behind one of my friends. Luckily, the zombie behind me turns around and walks away. But the other zombie sees me, and she starts booking it toward me. She's just running full sprint at me. So I have to run as fast as I can, and I get a sock out, throw it. Luckily, it hits her, and she's just inches away from tagging me, and that was so stressful. Ultimately, humans versus zombies tag makes the quarter more exciting. It's also a great way to make friends and create a community. Most of the quarter is kind of a drudge through classes. I'm sure many people know that. You're just going to classes day in, day out. You're eating food. You're hanging out with your friends. Zombies versus humans tag gives you a week where you can kind of spice that up. Uh, where you can be aware of your surroundings, where you can have adrenaline pumping through your heart um, without any of the real danger factor, which is really fun. And you get to meet some people that are really, really cool. Uh, they, It does form some friendships, even between humans and zombies. Like yesterday, uh, the two groups had so much fun. We were, I know several of them, they're really good people. Uh, it definitely brings together a smaller community. I wish we had more people, though, playing. Um, it'd make the game so much more fun, so much more expansive over campus. But, yeah, I play because of the adrenaline-filled week. It livens up my quarter, and I honestly can't wait to play it the next quarter and the next one until I graduate and maybe even beyond that. For Between the Culture, I'm Allie Brady. For more like this and other great shows covering sports, science, relationships, and the arts, visit the Soundbites website, uwpodcast.com. That's uwpodcast.com. Did you know Peruvians have their own type of Chinese food? Or that Vietnamese food is heavily influenced by French cuisine? Have you ever wondered what other cultures' drunk food is like? Explore these topics and more right here on the Soundbite Network. My name is Dee Dee Madigan, and I'm the host of Home Plates, a podcast all about food. Catch up on the first season of Home Plates on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher. New episodes air every Wednesday. 